Welcome. You've joined the Hedonism Show with Carol and David, broadcasting live from the world's most iconic adult playground Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Hedonism Show. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. We're Carol and David. Welcome to the Hedonism Show, broadcasting on location at Hedo 2 on the Grill Beach in Jamaica on the last Friday of every month. Hedo is the world's most iconic adult playground, an all-inclusive paradise where you can turn your fantasies into realities, and holy fuck, have we turned our fantasies into realities here at Hedo 2. It's the sexiest place on earth where you can get wicked for a week or be as mild or as wild as you like. The Hedonism Show is all about the pursuit of pleasure. And as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, relationships, and all the ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Always horny, just the way we like it. So, are you open-minded and curious about ways to expand your relationship and explore your sexuality, but your deep-rooted insecurities are stopping you from going there? On today's show, we're going to be discussing some shame-based sex education and cultural constructs that create guilt and insecurities surrounding sex and sexuality and how we can overcome them with strong, loving partners and a safe and non-judgmental environment like Hedonism 2 Resort in Jamaica, where Absolutely. we are right now. Where we are right now. That's a lot of big words. I hope you and Stephanie are <laughs> going to take the lead here because um, I'm going to... You know, sit out because no, anything over six not. letters is not <laughs> for me. But before we get going, we want to take a moment to tell everybody about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils and silicone lubes to other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely, you can buy it on Amazon. Search Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and boy, we have a really special show today. You know this is a hedonism show. We're Carol and David. And we're going to do our show a little bit differently today because we have our friends with us and it's going to be a little bit more like a round table. So we're so excited to be here with uh, Stephanie and Fox. Hi, How thank you, you for having doing? us. It's been a, been a pleasurable week. It has been, absolutely. <laughs> and we were so glad that you guys were able to join us. We had a great discussion with you guys back in, in February yes, yes. Uh, where we talked about your business, we talked about your podcast and your website and all the great things that you guys have been doing and now that you're here with us at Hito, a whole lot more discussions can oh, be had. Man. And Steph, you know, it was great talking to you in February, but being naked with you on the beach. <laughs> even better. It's even better, isn't it? And you know what's cool and we're gonna talk about it later, but you like weren't have never been naked on the beach mm -hmm. and it took a little bit to get those clothes off and we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit later. It did. But when they came off. They sure did, right? I'm not yeah. wearing them again. <laughs> so one of the main things that I want to get uh, discussing here today with you guys, because you guys have all that great knowledge, is about, is about how your ex exposure to different experiences can really influence how we look and our attitude, how we look at sex and how we feel about sex. And a lot of people don't know how to come out of their shell. 
some people don't know how to expand and explore, but it's certainly something that we can do at, at a place like mm -hmm. this. Yes. So I think that's one of the great things that we can talk about today. But you know, sometimes women don't feel worthy of sexual pleasure. Sometimes we feel that we have to validate what, you know, validate that we actually deserve to have sexual pleasure. How do you feel about that, Steph? That is so absolutely incorrect, but true at the yeah. same time. We feel like we have to be worthy or society tells us we're not allowed to enjoy sex. Sex is for men. You're, you're only put here to have babies and please your man. But let's reverse that. Why can't we have fun? Why can't we enjoy sex? Why can't we have passion and do what we want to do? Just like, quote, I'm doing air quotes, the men yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Now, I know that sometimes it's hard for us to think back and remember what we learned. I mean, sometimes we don't even realize we learned those things in our childhood. But, but when you get to see something new that's happening and we say, wow, I'd like to try that, mm -hmm. we hold back though, right? We not, we're not just jumping in at the beginning. We're thinking about it. Should we? Could we? Would we? Mm -hmm. You and I are sex positive. We are very open about our sexuality. However, it was very hard for me. And it's just overcoming the body shaming, all of that fun stuff, but overcoming yourself and just doing it. And so for, I'm using air quotes again, normal people who come here, I can only imagine how hard it is for some of them for the first time to just mm -hmm. let loose the ladies just to be free, walk around and be comfortable with that because society again tells us we're not supposed to do this. You know, Carol has a great story about our first experience at Temptation where we learned about the swinging lifestyle about 13 years ago. And um, you can tell us lying on the beds and the sunscreen right, story. Right, right. So when we arrived at Temptation, we had an assigned uh, bed on the beach. So we kind of sat on the same bed every, every day, but the same couple was also sitting on the bed beside us. And we were watching them be very open with each other because it was topless optional. Carol did have her top off. Yes, and um, I had no problem with that. But the husband was rubbing sunscreen onto her tits. Yummy. And I looked at David and I said, don't even think about doing that to me. You keep your hands. Off. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. That's me in public. <clears throat> not in public. That was to me the thing that we should not be doing. So, oh, and I kept telling David, stop looking at them. They're like, oh my God, you're looking. You keep watching. You know, and of course, we got to talking to them because David talks to everybody. And we learned from that experience that they were swingers. They were open minded. They were sex positive. And actually, I had, didn't even know what swinging was. I didn't even know what the lifestyle was. I was very, very curious after talking to them. We had some wonderful discussions. It opened my eye, blew my mind away and it didn't take long for David to be rubbing sunscreen on my tits in public. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then a few days well, later we ended up playing with them. Yeah. Oh fun. Oh, that was your first. Yeah, that was our first. first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's kind of how we learned about the life. That is exactly how we learned about the lifestyle together. And um, we said Let, let's just dive in. Let's do this. And we had gone to um, this resort not knowing anything about the lifestyle, not knowing anything about even being sexy. We had none of the sexy outfits. And first night that we learned about what all this was about, Carol had a top on that she said, okay. Well, we had that play date. So we actually made a play date with this couple. And I'm like, Tim, what, what can I wear to the play date? I don't have anything sexy. So I took one of my tops, I pulled really hard, and it became a dress. It just covered my ass, just covered my pussy. And, then and it was perfect. And we had to walk up and down the stairs and she's like, make sure when we're going down the stairs that it's down because I don't want anyone looking up because, you know, that's not what we do. Check it out. Don't do that Am I public. covering my pussy? Is it okay? Is it okay? Anyway. That so. is so interesting. 
That is so interesting. But why? Why were you so inhibited? I, I really don't know. I just had no knowledge. I had no uh, reference for it, I guess. Yeah. And um, I can't say why I was inhibited. It just was. And was it absolutely freeing when you finally let go? Yes, definitely. And actually, I have been quite, uh, I've been, I would say, not an exhibitionist, but I'm, I'm, I was always okay taking off my top and even taking off my clothes mm -hmm. uh, in my own privacy of my home or even around someone that I love. But I wasn't necessarily walking around in public with my pussy hanging out. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? You know, Steph, <laughs> when Carol and I met, and we are exhibitionists in the lifestyle, we love fucking in a big orgy with people watching. But when we met, Carol didn't even let me kiss her in line at the grocery store. There was no PDA, zero. Mm -hmm. So we find that <clears throat> we, we talk to a lot of clients about uh, five, five different things they have to get over. The first one is the closest to them. They're, you know, they're normally their religious background or their cultural background themselves because of their parental units or, and their family unit. And these are things they have to evaluate and determine, you know, is it going to be okay with them? Do I care? How much do I care? How much do we want to get involved? And, and that's usually kind of where we start with mm -hmm. individuals that are having a hard time, you know, getting past the subject or going, how, how do I really do this? I really want to, but I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And I know that... Um, women very often don't feel worthy of the pleasure as we mentioned yeah. earlier and worthy of recognition and I know for myself I'm trying to be a perfectionist not that anybody can but as I spend my time you try really hard and you're pretty much perfect just gonna throw <laughs> that out there <laughs> when I start talking about you know sex and sexuality and our experiences I'm always worried that um, I'm not worthy of, of sharing my knowledge. And we talked about this, that yes. this is what's called imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Mm -hmm. So tell me, as a doctor and, and learning, you know, to become a doctor, is that one of the reasons you went yes. the next step? Yes. I have never felt good enough. I've struggled. My past was terrible. I've had so many traumas in my lifetime. I could write a book, several books, probably even do a TV show. But I needed to use that knowledge and I needed to to help others, but I never felt like I was good enough. So I always had to do the next thing. The next thing was, you know, I got my associates and it had to be my bachelor's. Well, I'll be good enough if I get my bachelor's. I'll be good enough if I get my master's. I wouldn't get, I'll be good enough if I get another master's. Okay, let's just go get the doctorate. And, and Fox has really had to help me overcome that. It doesn't matter what my education level is. It's still me, my experiences, my knowledge, and I am good enough. I am worthy of being able to talk to people and it's hard it's hard to overcome because we do feel that I, I know I feel as a woman that I'm unheard mm -hmm. and there's so much shame when I was raised about you know you just sit there and look pretty right you're right. supposed you're to not be, supposed to have a yep be seen and not heard exactly right? mm -hmm. I grew up and still to this day I struggle with that there's things that I struggle with as simple as when there's two men and we're driving somewhere I automatically go to the back seat because that's what you do you're a woman you sit in the back and he was like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting in the back seat. He mm. was like, no, you come up here and sit with me. No. But something so simple as that, right. I'm so, right. it's ingrained and it's it's there. You can't get past and it. You grew up in a household that was like that, where it was the woman who was always the, we'll call it second class citizen in the house? I have five brothers oh. and I'm the only girl. Mm. So, yes. So, yes. 
I was their slave. And so even though I did not grow up in that background, actually I grew up with a very progressive yes, um, yeah, feminist mother who was an, an engineer back in the day when women didn't even have it. You know, she was uh, a manager, so she managed people in this all-male company. Right, in the awesome. aerospace industry. So I really had a good role model. But even having that good role model, I still felt that my voice wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. My knowledge wasn't enough. And I kind of felt that... Um, I needed to do more or be better until I did work with this, uh, um, I guess it was a psychologist. Uh, we, had, we went to a retreat and I, I did discuss that with a psychologist and she kind of walked me through like, well, what if you do make a mistake? What's going to happen? Is your world going to come you know, crashing down? You know, is your husband going to leave you? Are you going to lose your job? And they're no and no and no. So why are you worried about making a mistake? You know, what is it that's so big about you know, having to correct yourself in case you said the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I just relax and chill now, and now I just don't worry too much about it. It really helped me a lot. Those little tiny pieces yeah. of advice, which is what you guys do for a whole bunch of couples, can go so far in helping them just to grow. You never know what someone needs to hear, mm -hmm. and you have a voice. Your voice is powerful, but you have to understand that you're a powerful woman. And it's not about money or it's not about status. You are a powerful woman in yourself. Mm -hmm. And you have this beautiful story to tell. But getting you, kicking you in the butt, it took like three little simple sentences. Right. And that was life-changing for mm -hmm. you. I want to know, when that happened, how did your sex life change? Oh, interesting. Mm. Um, I don't know if it changed so much, David. What do you think? Well, I could think back a couple of years ago when we were at the retreat. It was two summers ago. I was just starting my hormone therapy at that time. But a couple of things did change. And one of them is, um, you know, preparing to go out and get naked mm -hmm. or to go to a swingers event. I believe Carol became a lot less worried about what other people thought. Oh, you might be right about that. And more worried about us as a couple. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I used to stress a lot getting ready for a, uh, a swinger date. Always, mm -hmm. I used to be run the mirror, looking, validating by David. Is this look good? You know, and I tried on a million things. Is oh, I don't feel sexy in this. I don't feel sexy in that. I can't wear this because these people are going to be there. I think there that, and might, all that, have, that might have relaxed also, it, it right? It did, yeah. and it became um, a lot more about us as a couple, and not about worrying about what other people thought about us. And and that's one of the big issues that I think. Um, Tracy and the other people at the retreat helped you with is it doesn't matter what other people think mm -hmm. it's about how you feel about yourself yeah, I think you're right I think you summed it up very well well yeah. maybe I'll go for my doctor <laughs> yeah. yes well and when you exude that energy and that confidence people see that and, yes. and you plant that seed into them as well and, and that's a big big thing you know there's <clears throat> there's a couple here where the the woman is she's a little larger and she accepts that and acknowledges that and this place, we, we were talking about, you know, because she approached me, Stephanie wasn't there, and she was like, well, how is she so confident? You know, she's thicker. And I'm like, this just happened. <laughs> this, you guys have similar stories. She came here, and she saw the energy, and she saw that nobody cared, and she went, oh, screw this. And then through that, through that acceptance, she found her own beauty, you know, mm -hmm. with compliments and people watching her energy. So... When you exude that and you push that out into the world or onto other people, it sticks to people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then that's how they see you. Yeah. And just a small thing, like I, I had a tummy tuck. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't recommend it to anybody, but I have. So I have a big scar on mm -hmm. my belly. And I always wear a belly chain when I'm naked. Mm -hmm. And that's something that just gives me that little bit of confidence. 
And I think it was last year, or even the last time we were here at Hito, where I said, you know what? I think I can be okay without my belly chain. And my scar was exposed, and it was like, oh my gosh. And again, the world didn't come crashing down. And Nobody said, no, I can't be your friend because you have a scar on your belly. You know, and those are the little things that perhaps I learned that yeah. day that helped me. There's little small things that people must think I'm crazy, but yeah, those are the little things that hold us back. And, right? I, and I never got it because we go to swinger events, we go to the pool, there's 50 people out there, and Carol would sit there with her pussy wide open, maybe a guy licking her, but... As long as I had my belly chain. As long as she had her belly good. chain. Yeah. And it's like, really? That was her, that was her comfort. That yeah. was her, her little blanket. Her I know. It sounds funny now even to talk about it. But uh, yeah, the other day we were on the, on the cruise, and I got a really good... Um, suntan with the belly chain on and I went oh darn I shouldn't have worn it on the cruise tan yeah. lines. I should have yeah. left off yes the tan line that's right yeah. sounds like my teddy bear <laughs> I, I can't stop wearing a watch not so much because I think it represents anything but because I was taught in the military and law enforcement it's a it's a universal tool not just for time you can do many many things and I'm almost afraid to be without it huh. it's very interesting huh. and I, I've been trying to evaluate that I just, but I can't. I, I am not at a point to where I can't wear it. It's like your little blankie. Yeah. It's my teddy bear. Yeah. yeah. That's what I call it. Like, yeah. That's it. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's definitely exciting. One of the things that I struggled with the hardest is my tattoo on my back. Okay. Because it's a cover up of a cover up of a cover up and it's in process and it it just looks like someone scribbled on my back with some crayons. And I'm very, or I was very embarrassed by it. To the point to where I wouldn't even allow him in the beginning I was like I'm not we're not doing doggy style because you're gonna watch it and then you're gonna see it and mm. it's like no just to be able to overcome that in here and just walk around and so now people are like oh yeah you have the tattoo oh. and I'm like yeah it's terrible oh. I'm the one with it don't worry <laughs> but it's something that I've been able to express and overcome and just fuck it right that's cool well I have something a little bit not not exactly a tattoo but I have a birthmark on my crack of my ass do you and it's a big brown spot and I've always always been conscientious of it and in the lifestyle I never exposed that side of me that part of me I was always on my back with mm -hmm. my legs up in the air for that reason um, in public I didn't do doggy and recently I think since last year Dave is there fuck please it's nothing it doesn't matter uh, to me it, I think people like are looking real quick thinking yeah. it's a piece of shit or something right <laughs> and he's there no 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 that's not it's Everybody fine has birthmarks and right. yeah. Yeah, they really do so really last good. time we were on the cruise not this this past one but the one before um, I was doing doggy in the middle Yay. on the net with my ass up in the air sucking, sucking a cock. oh yeah sucking your cock and then another guy came in from behind and and how that was that it. Well, I was definitely aware of it. Yeah. I was aware that my ass was up in the air. <laughs> and I was really... I mean, and it was a good fun. But it didn't stop me from having fun. Good. And I'm, I might be over it now. I'm not sure yet because yeah. I haven't done it again. But I might be over it. Not. It's not as, I don't know, uh, terrifying. The thought of it is not yeah. as terrifying as maybe now, Steph, it had been. you were been. on the cruise with us. Yes. And you um, broke a little one of your boundaries lying there with... Um, you want to explain it? Yeah, so I don't do well with anything in public. I just, again, shamed for it. My brothers could. They could do whatever they wanted, but girls didn't have sex. So sex in public or sex just people watching is not something that I was have been comfortable with, but apparently I am because this trip has changed that. So on the we were on the cargo net, and someone, the drill dough, someone pulled out the drill dough. That thing gets me in trouble every time. And there was 
you were sitting there playing with my nipples and um, someone was behind us and they were just playing with me too and he was the drill dough and then someone was whispering in my ear and whoo and there was 40 people watching 40 mm -hmm. people watching it was yeah, yeah no, so, I, ha I had the bullet on your clip yeah. too oh yes, yes yes you did yes it was just so many different sensations and I I was I was kind of insecure about it but then I was like just close your eyes and do it just close your eyes and go with it and I think that speaks volumes for just the confidence that I've gained mm -hmm. coming here mm -hmm. well and and <clears throat> the group that's that's doing all this has seen this and and now Mark is constantly come up calling here. me out. Uh, come I up know, here, right? Because <laughs> I asked him, I was like, "Can you help me push her more?" And you've done it what five, six times I now. Don't know. I can't but even it's count. By how choice, many times. it's by choice. Yes, no, one hundred percent. Like sure. I'm doing encouragement, it. but yes. still by choice. Yes, yes. yes. We're, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back. We're going to keep talking about some of the different things that you have um, not only done for yourself, but you guys have helped some couples here really continue their journey into sexuality. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, we're going to take a moment. We're going to remind everyone we're Carol and David. We're here with Stephanie and Fox. We're having a really cool roundtable discussion. Uh, they are sex therapists and a sex coach. And we're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. And you know what? As I say every show, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we are going to talk about one of our sponsors, which is Hedonism 2. Uh, we talk about it on all our shows. It's one of our favorite places to hang naked on the beach with our friends. It is the sexiest place on earth where you can be as mild or as wild as you like. And as you know, we've mentioned it a few times, Hedo is celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. Um, so come along, join us for all the celebrations over Halloween week, October 30th to November 6th. Yeah, yeah, you won't want to miss any of this sexy fun event where Hedo goes all out with their special activities, their entertainment, and this year is going to be awesome. There's going to be extra special everything this 40th anniversary. Just have to go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the Hedo link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Absolutely. All right. Okay, we're back. You know this is the Hedonism Show. We're broadcasting live from Hedo 2 on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. Um, I'd like to say that we're Carol and David, um, and normally this is our show, but today we're doing something a little bit different. We're having a roundtable discussion with our good friends, Stephanie and <coughs> Stephanie no, Fox. Um, so let's keep going. Yeah, so you guys had a great time here, and you learned a lot as we just talked yes. about opening up and doing some firsts, which we're going to list all the firsts uh, later at the end have, of the show. You have a list. <laughs> yes, I have the list. Mm -hmm. But you guys did a lot of good help with some other couples. Mm -hmm. um, some of them were newbies, some of them were only dabbling in the lifestyle but they had questions and they had um, I, I'm gonna say I don't know if they were difficulties you don't you know they don't weren't all difficulties but they had questions or blockages mm -hmm. and that you guys helped them with but before we go into that I, I want to talk about you guys as people okay because this is your first time here at Hedo yeah okay and you have gone through a, a journey of your own here and we're gonna talk about that in the third segment but how cool is it that after the first or second day, you earned the trust of these couples who are here who didn't know you guys. You you guys didn't have any experience here and all of a sudden there are, are couples who you spoke to just by having dinner and just by spending time at the nude pool or on the beach and you, you, you gained their trust. And that's one of the things that we love most about the lifestyle is how um, there's no bullshit in people. Yeah. People will talk to people and They'll listen to people who have a little bit more knowledge and experience than themselves. Now, these couples that we're going to talk about now are so lucky that you guys were here oh, to give professional, sound, 
incredible information to them and they actually came to Hiro because we, we know the same couples to grow and to learn so, so let's talk about them yeah. a little bit so I guess there's like there's some general blockages yes. insecurities challenges that people have let's start talking about those in general I'm gonna yes and <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback just a second off what you said and just add on to that to say that when you're here or when you have discussions with people you usually have your clothes on but here you're naked yeah. and you are vulnerable and so it's that having someone to you know to trust you is amazing especially when they're in this vulnerable state mm -hmm. and we don't take that lightly at all we we know that it's it's challenging and so to have people come up to us and talk to us about whatever they're experiencing and just trust us in that nature has just I mean, that's been amazing in itself some of the things that you know you have are the body image issues you know, I'm too fat, or I've got this, or I have a mole in my right. butt, or, you know, I have a tattoo that I don't like. Getting over that, and I just, I've actually stole Carol's playbook when she was like, is the world going to end? <laughs> I yeah. mean, no. We have some, some uh, people, like the men are having trouble getting hard, and that's embarrassing to them. And they're like, well, I see my wife, she's having pleasure, I can't get hard, and I just don't know what's happening. And so helping, he helps Fox helps with that. He helps really well with the guys, get them. How does he get them hard? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Uh, oral, manual. How are you getting them hard? Fox? We're going to wrestle on pool later. Uh, <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> David's in trouble now. You don't know Fox is a big guy. <laughs> yeah, and we're done. But just some of those. And then we have couples who are not communicating. And they had their rules before they got here, and then they got here, and all the rules went out the window. And well, that started a few, if not many, disagreements, arguments, breakdowns in communication. So it's pretty much kind of the main issues that we've been seeing. Yeah, so some, some of the other, I mean, <clears throat> pretty common is, you know, just miscommunication. People think they're communicating, and, and, and a lot of people in lifestyle have better communication hands down than, than, than society as a whole. Because you're forced <coughs> to talk yes. to your right. partner. You have to plan and agree and, and go, and, and that's the fun part anyway. So yeah, we are forced to learn those communication skills. But when you're yep. a newbie, you don't really know how to handle those hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Right, well, and, and even veterans in lifestyle, <laughs> I mean, mistakes happen, snafus mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people just miscommunicate and they don't realize they're miscommunicating one saying one message, the other, as Stephanie has taught me, it goes through a whole bunch of filters. It goes through your culture, your family, what you've been taught, your religion. It, all these filters hit before you even receive that message. And then you rearrange that message to what you so think is So it's the interpretation. Yes. yes. Oh, Perception really? and interpretation oh. of what's happening. Wow. And that's, that's a struggle for people. Yeah. 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 And, and so I, I guess... <laughs> It's been amazing, actually, because we've seen these things happen, or they've happened next to us, and so we've just kind of chimed in saying, hey, we know you don't know us, this is our company, this is what we do, do you mind if we talk to you for just 10 minutes? And that's turned into like three hours, wow. and that's turned into them you know, listening, and it, and it makes us stronger, but it's... It's almost, I hate to use them as research, but it helps us even further mm -hmm. because, yeah, we, we hear a lot of the same common, you know, um, mistakes or problems or, you But you know, don't issues. witness them. <coughs> right. Here you witness them. We don't get them. to see them yeah, live. Cool. And so it's a whole different perspective. Wow. And that so adds to your experience in order to help the next couple and yes. the next couple right. when you see it happening on yeah. the spot. And what's, Absolutely. What's, what's very cool, because we, we've had 
discussions with um, these similar couples as well. And we, we don't have the knowledge and expertise that, that you guys do. Um, we talk to them from a swinging perspective yes. because we've been swinging for so long. And, was and we've made mistakes for a long time. We or me? <laughs> uh, well, okay. I, I'm not pointing at anybody. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Just elbowing That's someone. That's a sharp elbow. It's <laughs> <laughs> genetic. We're men. Okay, okay. You know, we, we always make mistakes, but as a couple, um, every time I make a mistake, we become stronger because mm -hmm. you got to talk about it and you got to learn. And a lot of times you just got to say, I'm sorry, and how can it be done better next time? And um, But remember how we always said that um, we don't hold it against the other absolutely. one? Absolutely. Right from the very beginning when we learned about this lifestyle, and we actually we started watching Swing on TV, and uh -huh. that's one of the contracts that they sign, right? Yeah. In the contract at the beginning, <laughs> the couple has to sign that no matter what happens here in the Swing House, we will not hold it against right. each other. Yeah. So we took that on right away. Right. Yeah. Like that was saying, right. okay, we're doing that. With every situation we go into, we know we will not hold now, it against each other. We're good friends with Dr. Jess O'Reilly. She's yeah. been on our show many times. And that's one of the things is when you're going on this journey that And it you, is a journey. Yeah. That, that you don't know what you don't know, shit happens. And if you both And you decide, can't make a rule again, uh, you know, for something that you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. You can't make a rule for that. And and if you and if you if you decide that this is what we're doing, well you have to be able to deal with the fallout mm -hmm. when crap does happen. Yeah. And um, I wish I wish that Carol was a person who loved to have makeup sex yeah. because we'd have double the amount of sex. <laughs> right? <laughs> love it. I love it. But what I, what I was saying earlier is the couples that we spoke to, it was very interesting that the women in both those couples wanted to do a little bit more and the men were like, the ones oh, with the insecurities, yes. right? Yeah, that was very interesting and a little bit different, I might yeah. add. It was. It was a lot. And I think we know this specific couple that we're talking about. She wanted some impact play. And he, he was like, I don't want to hurt her. I can't physically hurt her. And so we got the opportunity to go and we let them spank me. And we talked, Fox walked them through everything. And that was really awesome to watch them grow from literally he would not touch her, did not want to hold the whip to finally popping her on the ass. And just their growth and overcoming that was, and that was so little, but it was so major to them because he could not move on. He couldn't do anything else because he was so stuck on, I don't want to hurt her. And that was falling through. I don't want to hurt her emotionally. I don't want to hurt her physically. Well, what if I do this and it hurts her? And so we just had to break it all down. And the base level of it was, he doesn't want to cause her any discomfort. He loves her so much. Mm -hmm. But that happens in this lifestyle. Yeah. So, so what, it happened, can happen. what happened in this couple where she wanted something and they actually played it out? Didn't he want something as well? He, what did he want? Yeah, he did want something. He, he was... He wanted permission. Yeah, that's... <laughs> he really did. Like, when it, when it got down to it, through teaching him... <clears throat> so, so, as we're teaching or walking somebody through, sometimes the dynamic or our understanding changes right in the middle of what we're doing. Because when, we it, when a light goes on yes. or right. something like that, yes. right? Or they say something that yeah. they didn't say before, and it triggers us to go... Uh -huh. There's, uh -huh. there that's, it is. That's, that's the underlying issue. Right. The, the spanking right. wasn't it. it yeah. This is the underlying right. issue. So, and, and so that's exactly what happened when, you know, as I was doing this to her, showing him how, he, I mean, he was, he was, I was like, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm turned on. This is exciting. 
I said, so let's talk about that for a quick second. We stopped. I said, let's stop. <clears throat> let's sit down and talk about it because you're okay with me doing it and you have no fear of me hurting her, mm. but you don't want to. So what's, what's the reality here? And he's like, I guess I just need to know it's okay. I said, you are looking for permission from right. her. She's because he's always this. been the protector. <coughs> Correct. Yes. And he needed permission to be not the protector at this very moment. And, just and for he's a the moment. guy who pulls out her chair, stands up every yes. time. He's yes. the ultimate gentleman. Yes. Right. Absolutely. He is absolutely the ultimate yeah. gentleman. Yeah. Just getting him to smack you hard. But listen, <laughs> don't you want that ultimate gentleman? Now yeah. you're going, hint, 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 yeah. guys, yeah. take a note. <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we spoke to them last night. And I complimented her on understanding their rules. Mm -hmm. because they're really good communicators and we were on the cruise and there was a lot of shenanigans going on with the drill dough and the vibrators and all this stuff and she got down there but every time she went to do something she asked him yes and is then, he okay it's not asking can i do it it's more like are you okay right. with me doing and it and then right? later on as the as the catamaran cruise was coming to an end carol and um, the wife were sitting up next to each other and i got between them both and I wanted a blowjob. No, he stuck his cock in our face is really what happened. I was trying to. There's a reality. Yes. That sounds more like the thing that I've been right. learning let's, let's just, you know, call so, a spade a spade. So they're sitting there, and all of a sudden the wife... Starts looking around. Looking around. Carol's sucking my cock, and she's looking around. And I know she's looking for him. Mm -hmm. And she wants to suck my cock, but he's not around. And she didn't. And she didn't. And I said, don't worry. You know, I get that you're looking for your partner. Don't worry. David's getting his blowjob. He's happy guy. Don't feel like, you know, Obligated. he's missing out. Yeah. Right. right. And so don't worry. He's getting his blowjob. And last night I gave her a big hug for getting it. Yeah. For just getting it. And, and he was so thankful that they didn't change their rules on the fly. They did what they agreed to do. And they've had such an amazing journey. Um, because they absolutely both get it. Yeah. yeah. And I asked him last night, isn't there something that you want? Do you want to lick someone's pussy and this and that? And he's like, I just want her to be yes. pleasured and yeah. be happy. Yeah. And they have, they've been in the playroom, but they haven't played with anybody. They're not at that level yet. Um, she sucked a couple of cocks. She kissed Carol, and it was like the most amazing kiss ever. And he's like, I'm happy. Yeah, and that's okay. You don't it have is, to keep going is. forward. We say that and all And how the they time. got to this point was they had a snafu. Mm -hmm. and they had something that had happened their very first experience before, right. before and you know they haven't done any full swap but just a, a misstep yeah and now they've talked about it and they've grown stronger and so when they were they've coming moved in, on they have there. and when they were coming into this trip that was that was the ground rule where she wanted to check with him at all times to make sure he was okay because yeah. she didn't want to hurt him and make yeah. him feel that way again that's great and I just love that it's carried on, mm -hmm. even when you have a dick in your face. I know, right? Literally. <laughs> a really acute dick, right? Yeah. yeah. It's such a next, cute dick. In the next segment, a little bit later, we're going to talk about my dick in your mouth. <laughs> yes, that, 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 <laughs> that did happen. That was an experience. That <laughs> did happen. It did. So we talked a little bit about how um, women are, I, I'm not going to say repressed, but we definitely need that validation. We need to know that we're worthy. But in Verbal the, affirmations. There you go, verbal affirmations. But in this lifestyle, we are let to lead we are let to express ourselves and this is a safe place for us to be free and to do and express and explore but do you talk about that when you talk to your clients and how Absolutely. the women should drive in this lifestyle yes yes and I think I do talk about how the women we need to be comfortable and we we move at the pace of the slowest person in the room okay. so Always. if someone's not comfortable we don't do that 
I, we don't force and we, we make sure we instill that in them. You don't do anything you don't want to do. Right. We, and if that person is not happy about it, that's on them. That's not on you. Right. I feel it's a joint effort as well as the women. So sometimes it might be the husband that's the slowest person in the room. Sometimes it's the woman. The women, I feel like, have more permission to drive it safely. And we talk about that because usually they're the ones who have more of the jealousy or maybe some, they tend to hold on to things. They, or insecurities. Insecurity, thank yes. you. I couldn't think of that word. And so that's what drives it because they're usually the slowest in the room. But yes, yeah. But we can put our foot on the, yeah. on the brakes if yes, that's what we want. Absolutely. We can say no thank you. Uh, and we learn that it's not to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm -hmm. that we're just not into it at the moment or it's not what I'm into or, uh, you know, we can just share and express ourselves more freely than, yeah. than I guess, in a normal situation absolutely. or at home. Or absolutely. What about the concept of taking one for the team? We do not take one for the team. Should never. anybody? Should absolutely never. Not. Never take one for the team. That never. ranks up there with faking orgasms. <laughs> it's, and that was a hard lesson for me to learn as a woman. Right. And at just as me. Because as a pleaser I'm a in pleaser. general. Yep. Yeah. And when he, when Fox caught on that I was doing that, boy, I, I got I got a stern talking to him to that one. Mm -hmm. You and your words. <laughs> I'll tell her something in this tone, and she's like, "I just got yelled at." And I'm like, "What? what? <laughs> I'm in trouble. I'm this." And I'm like, "Where do you get this oh, from?" That's funny. <laughs> it's, that's, I'm conditioned, and that's part of uh, yeah, it is. bad yeah. relationships. But yeah, so never take one for the team, and that's no, part of the women get to say no. <laughs> We don't have to. Right. Well, so, and to piggyback off of that too, and, and to talk about, you know, the slowest person in the relationship, <clears throat> we tend to, you know, because we get that a question a lot. Well, my wife drives us, right? And I'm like, and, and so we, we, we go, okay, we, we understand where you're coming from. On a societal basis, that's probably a smart approach. But if you're slower than your wife, you need to lead this trade. Right. I was like, it, it has to, be, in our opinion, it, it needs to be the slowest person. It's, it's kind of that terminology, you know, the weakest link on a team, mm -hmm. you, you need to build them. Right. And they need to get the most attention. They right. need to. Um, that way everyone's on the same page, equilateral, and you're unified. Squeaky will gets the grease. Yeah, exactly. So you guys have obviously uh, been successful since you've been here. You've met a lot of people. You've been able to help a lot of people. You obviously attract good people to you. Do you feel like you're role models in this environment, in this community? That is so, I'm going to let you answer that. That is such a hard question. <laughs> that is We're doing hard. what we love. Yeah. Helping people is what we love and that the particular couple that we had we were just talking about they were like can we pay you no yeah. then they, and they kept apologizing well we don't want to take up more of your time honey we wouldn't this is good for us we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't want to and so i guess yes we are role models in that aspect but we're human we foul we mess up and people will call us out on it and that we want to be called out on it but that's a really hard word for but me. But you are working on your doctorate. You will become do Dr. Stephanie. I don't mm -hmm. know how long. A year? A, a year, year and a half. Yep. You will be Dr. Stephanie. And there will be that prestige that yeah. comes along with that, that title. I, yes, that title. Mm -hmm. And so I guess um, maybe you will feel like a role model at that point. Maybe. I don't know. Do you feel like you're a role model? You guys have been doing this, and you are 100% like successful. Well, not 100% successful. Of course, we have our ups and downs, and you know, we all do. We are humans, but I think we do believe we are role models as well, and we try to act accordingly. Yes. You know, we don't 
drink and get out of hand and go crazy and forget what we said or did. We never ever do that. We try to stay in place. But one of the things that make us real and you real and the other coaches and sexologists who are out there and open as swingers mm -hmm. or open-minded sexually are they are like you said earlier naked in the pool just one of the one of the other folks yeah. over there and available to talk to and all you're doing is sharing your knowledge it's the same thing if you were there with a financial advisor yeah. and he was there naked and telling you how to do stocks or someone who's going to tell you how to fix your car or do something on the internet yeah, that's a cool it's, way of doing yeah, it it's, yeah. it's just information and you know there's no materialism here when you're naked you don't know if you're with a billionaire or someone who yeah. saved up for 10 years to be here yeah. for that once in a lifetime vacation and you talk to so many people that's all we do here is talk eat well, we have a lot of sex. Okay. But, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much. But you spend the day um, rolling conversations, right? You're talking to a couple here or two couples there, and then someone comes in, and you're talking over here, and you get out of the pool, and you go on the beach, and you talk to other people there, and you miss a conversation because you have to go pee. But wait, then you go for a nap. I go for a nap, yes. yes I miss the conversation. <laughs> but people get to know who you yes. are and how easy you are to talk to very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we have found over the years, um, our best shows that we've done are when we talk to couples who are real, yeah. who've had real experiences where they talk firsthand. And I believe that's why you guys are becoming more and more successful because you're just that regular swinger lifestyle couple who has some good information, credible information to share with people. And also you're still exploring. I think that's the fun yes, part. Yes. And you're, you're relishing in all of those little mini states, the baby steps yes. that you're take, yeah. taking and you're sharing those. And you're not your telling pathway. people that this is the way to no. do it. No. You are giving them your opinion based on what you've seen. And what I, you've I, learned. And yeah. I'm sure over the week you've given people information at the beginning of the week They've gone, spoken about it, come back, and a couple of days later, they're back at you saying, okay, we tried this, it worked well, now what next? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the fun part about being with people for a whole week. You get to know them, you get to roll through the different conversations, and at the end of the week, all of a sudden, you see some couples who've become completely transformed and have this, this new toolkit to go home with, and continue their journey. And I guess it's got to be like the, that's what you're looking for, right? Yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. success. Another thing I feel like what makes me more approachable and I, not him because he's not approachable. <laughs> I mean, he is. <laughs> people are like, I don't want to talk to him. But I share the truth of it. I have been on the bathroom floor crying. Yeah. I have been in the, the pits of jealousy. I have had to excuse myself from play and I don't hide that. I'm not perfect. I don't. I will tell you any and my worst stories because I'm real mm. and that's I think that element of my personality and just who I am helps people open well, up to Well, you wear me. your heart on your sleeve I and do. it's obvious. I do. You know, and uh, you, f you feel like you're going to get the naked truth from you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> t too many professionals are just that. <clears throat> they, they stay professional 100% of the time. And, okay, that's great. <laughs> um, that's one way of doing it. <clears throat> that's one way of doing it. If that's your comfort level, and, right. and that's fine, too. It's not our way of doing right. it. Right. So sh she came up with a really good <clears throat> motto is... I'm a reality-based therapist. I'm gonna tell you what you wanna hear, not specifically what, or I'm gonna tell I'm you what you need, need to, hear, to hear, not specifically what you wanna hear. And I grabbed onto that creed, because I was like, if we are just us, and so a lot of 
just when we're helping people, we, we tell them our stories. We're right. Like, well, that's kind of the most we can do as well because yeah. we're not therapists or coaches. So right. we just share our experience of what happened to us when that, you know, yeah. something similar was like that. Mm-hmm. And they can take it, the information. But your experience is more is worth more than my education. Well, I don't know. It, honestly, it is okay. because you've lived it, you've been there, you've done it. But it's only one. You know, I think it's not just your education, it's also all of the counseling that you've done in your in your career that you've added to your repertoire so you can share different types of points of view where we can only share our point of view. But the cool the cool part, I'm gonna go back to this Hito being here for a week. Yeah. The cool part is as people who watch people, you get a whole week at different times of the day, at different um, quantities of alcohol to see the people you're talking <laughs> yeah, to yeah. and and almost observe them and then when you talk to them you can say well you know when you guys were doing that last night it was great or you know what it, it didn't, maybe not maybe not yeah. right. whereas you know when you have couples who come into your clinic you have an hour yep. and then they go away yeah. and they come back in two weeks or three that's weeks true. That is very different, so right? that's it's, very cool. it's, it's a really cool way to observe people and, and help them by giving first-hand um, advice based on observing them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people tend to be more open when they're naked in their natural environment, <clears throat> just being who they are versus coming into the office. Sometimes it's hard too because they don't want to open up. We can try and pull things out of clients, but they're only going to give us what, what they want to, whether right. they trust us or not. We have found this out. We have clients that trust us wholeheartedly, and we know they're holding back. Is that like white coat syndrome? <laughs> you know, you go into the doctor's mm-hmm. office, yes. and your blood pressure like skyrockets, yep. and they come That's into exactly. your office, and they shut up, like yep. they like shut and down. Like, I this is the place, and I always, I don't ever have a set agenda when I talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some counselors who who pre-plan, and I, that's great. I sometimes wish I could do that but I'm not that person mm-hmm. you're gonna come in and you're gonna sit down and then I tell you this is your hour mm. what do you want to talk about mm. so what's bothering free, more you free flow yes and mm-hmm. then I give just go I meet them where they're at that's another thing that I love with the couples though is I meet the couples where they're at but you know when you work with couples you have his truth her truth and then the real truth right, right. and I'm a puzzle I'm like a puzzle piece maker or whatever, and I'm trying to put the puzzle pieces together because they're holding back, she's holding back, and I'm, it's just a big mystery. So watching them in their natural environment, I love that you pointed that out, because we yeah. have been doing that, but I haven't thought it of it. It almost makes it easier. It does. Yeah. So we're gonna take a short break, mm-hmm. and when we come back, we are gonna get Stephanie and Fox naked <laughs> and get down and dirty with some of the sexual exploits that we have seen them doing. Um, and we're observing too, we're by the way. way. Yeah. Sure. Yes. So let's remind everyone we're Carol and David. We're having a great roundtable discussion with Stephanie and Fox from the Kinky Coach. We're here at Hedonism um, on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. And we'll be right back with Great Sex Matters. So stay right there. And you know what? As I say every show, we're not going anywhere. We are going to talk about one of our sponsors, which is Hedonism 2. Uh, we talk about it on all our shows. It's one of our favorite places to hang naked on the beach with our friends. It is the sexiest place on earth where you can be as mild or as wild as you like. And as you know, we've mentioned it a few times, Hedo is celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. Um, so come along, join us for all the celebrations over Halloween week, October 30th to November 6th. Yeah, yeah, you won't want to miss any of this sexy fun event where Hito goes all out with their special activities, their entertainment, and this year is going to be awesome. There's going to be extra special everything this 40th anniversary. Just have to go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the Hito link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Absolutely. All right. 
This is the Hedonism Show. We're Carol and David. We're doing a very cool show today with Stephanie and Fox from the Kinky Coach. We've been having a nice roundtable discussion. But it is now time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Great sex matters and we all deserve it. So guys, are you ready to talk about your personal space? Let's yes. do it. We're going to invade right now. So Steph, we know from our earlier discussion that you obviously didn't have a sex positive upbringing. But, um, and that causes a lot of inhibitions, insecurities. First of all, can you like pinpoint some of them that you had to overcome in your adulthood? What were the major insecurities that you had to over overcome? My body image issues. Okay. Um, were you told that you were fat? Were you told that you were big? Were you told that you were too lanky? What, what do you think, what was your body image issue that you have? I was always told that I would, this is so terrible, I've never even said this. I was, my mom was very beautiful as a teen and people would compliment her. But then when I started, you know, developing, they would compliment me and they would say, man, you know, your mother was beautiful, but you are beautiful. And my mom would tell me, you'll never be as beautiful as I was. Oh my God. You'll never be. Um, and that, I, I, I've never said this out loud before, that affected me in so many different ways because then I, I got an eating disorder because she was, you know, slender her whole life and I'm a bigger, I mean, I'm just taller than her. I'm just, I'm not petite like she was. So I always felt like I was competing for her love and competing to, to be good enough to be like her. And so that's where a lot of that came from because I would never, and she would tell, always tell me, you, you know, you'll never be what I was when I was your age. So you know now that you're yeah. absolutely stunning, right? I am working on that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure Fox tells you every single day. He's working on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, do you feel that you are over your body shame? Are you, is that something you can say I've gotten over? No, I don't yet? think I ever will be. Has but it changed since you've been with Fox? It absolutely has changed. It is, and it's changed since I've been here. It's, I've been doing things that I never would have thought to have done. And that's been liberating. That is just something, it's almost like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. Let's talk about getting here 30 seconds later, just being naked on the beach. How, how, did, you, how did your brain process that? Well, I wasn't naked on the beach 30 seconds. It took a day. I, I wore my bottoms. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Let's took, hear the whole story. I took the top off, but I wore my bottoms. And then the next day I was like, I, I'm doing it. I got it. And I stood, I'm so crazy because I stood in the room and I was in the door and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I walked out and I walked back in and I was like, I can do this. Okay. <sighs> I can do this. And then I just, I just walked out and I don't know what, what hell, he's probably thinking what the hell is wrong with her? Cause I was like, okay. No, no I knew what no. was going on. So but, you walked out <laughs> naked that moment. Hold yep. on, hold on. So she walked out naked and he walked out wearing <laughs> okay. shorts. Okay. We get that. We're, we're going to get to Fox <laughs> We're going to get to that. Yes. That, that was we intentional. We want to hear her story. <laughs> yeah. So. How did you feel as you walked out now you're walking towards a public area? Like it was still private when you stepped yes. out of your door. Yeah, it was still private. Right. It, I just was taking deep breaths and I was like, I can do this. I am worth this. And where did you enter the public space? Was it the pool? Was it the beach? It was the beach. Okay. It, it was the beach and then we walked down and which was kind of even more awkward because you walk in front of everybody. But I just did, did it. Did you escape to the water? Did you want to no. find some refuge no, there? I went no? straight up okay. to the bar and I just owned it. And She almost broke my hand for a second. Yeah, she's holding tight. I don't tight. know if you remember. You yeah. grab my hand, she starts squeezing. I was wow. like, okay, we got wow. this. Come on. But, and, wow. and so you walked out, and you're walking down the beach. We know the pathway. Mm -hmm. And you get to the bar, and you're ordering your drink, and you're looking up, and you see everybody, everybody else, else is naked. naked. 
everybody else. And so it didn't. So if you were wearing clothes, you would have been the anomaly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and there was big bodies, little bodies, beautiful bodies, moly bodies, yes. hairy bodies, bodies, bodies everywhere. And, and everyone talking to everyone. everybody. Nobody cared. That's and right. nobody was no evaluating. Judgment. Exactly. No. And so that's when I was like, oh, I got this. And you've been naked ever since. I have. I have. <laughs> in many other places. Many, many cool. other places. Except for the eating areas. That's right. Yeah, because yes. yeah, it's not allowed. Right? Yeah. And then it was very cool how... Um, um, Wait, do you want to hear Fox's yeah, story well, now? Yeah, Fox had to wait for Carol to <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's Fox that, tell oh, the story. Oh, is that what I did? Yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> so, I didn't want to overwhelm her and, and just get naked. Because I'll get naked anywhere over in front of anybody. Carol with your cock. No, with her. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's, Let's clarify. Okay. Um, and, and so I told myself, you're not going to get naked until she has been naked for a full day. Oh. So okay. I waited. Okay. On purpose, because I didn't want her to freak out or get nervous and be like, oh my gosh, they're, you know, they're looking at him. I wanted her to be successful for one full day. Be naked, accepting it, understand that people actually look in your eye. They're not just like, oh, all over the place. I mean, yes, they look at you because, you know, it's why not? fun and it's She's nice hot. and why not, right? I look at every, I don't even think I've looked one person in the eye since I've been here. <laughs> She's admitting yeah. it. <laughs> but I needed her to be successful in that first because I need her to understand why. Cool. And then once I realized that she had the why, then I made it funny and walked up to Carol and was like, stick out your hand. Uh -huh. and Took off my shorts and put it on Carol's Right. Neck. And you really yeah. believe that if you came out naked next to Stephanie, people would look at you instead of her? No, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I needed her to own it. Like, own it for a full right. thing. Yeah. She right. did. Absolutely. Yeah. And she did great. So, yeah. so, Steph, let's move on. Okay. And let's talk about before. I think it was the next day uh, where you were playing on. Uh, that was that happened the next day. day so two. there you go ahead. On the catamaran? No, the no. next day was at the pool. No, at the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. That was her first public appearance. Which which which? Oh, for a show. Oh, but which one? Where well, you had beach? your orgasm oh. on the side. Oh, it was the sawzall. Yeah. Oh. Was that the next? Well, tell us. Yeah. Was that the I next? I know thing? your very your very first because I was like, holy shit. Yeah. She's doing Chelsea this. was doing Chelsea with the drill. Chelsea did yeah. it, and that's very hard to have been in front of everybody and very hard to have just but I just did it and so set yeah. the stage tell everybody where you so were we, at the, we're at the pool by the naked pool and um, there's the DJ booth and they have a little ledge and they usually do their quote-unquote air quotes again show right there and they call you up with all these fun toys they have a literally two two suitcases full of toys Let's shout out to Chelsea and Mark from Top yes. of the yes. Travel yes Absolutely. thank yes. you guys party Mark and they <laughs> called they I don't know they called me up and I I, I kind but of did you say no in your head, or I did, did you? Yes. But right. then I told myself, "There's no nose this trip." Okay. Ah. So I just did it, and so that, you went up there. But did you know what you were getting yourself no, into? No, I did not okay. know what that and was. And you had a mind-blowing <laughs> orgasm. Were you turned on? Were you aroused? I was. Yeah. I was, I, and it was, that was shocking to me because I have I'm performance anxiety. I mean, I don't like to. I don't know. I'm sure Chelsea helped a little bit. Chelsea helped a lot, but I did. <laughs> I just closed my eyes and I just let it. I felt it. I didn't. I didn't worry about people watching. So you're lying on your back on the side of the pool. With Chelsea has this dildo which is attached to, to a, a sawzall, yeah, and it goes in and out, yep. in and out, in dildo. and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And she's whispering things and she's mm. rubbing, kissing, and mm. she's beautiful. She so is. yeah, that that only enhanced the orgasm. Yeah. So <laughs> so so day two. Well, day three, I guess this must so be now, just, right? Just hang on. So, before we get into you deep throating me in public, okay, <laughs> we're going to end the show on that. Woo. 
He is so I want to talk about something non-sexual that you did. Okay. Because we've been talking about you taking your clothes off, having stuff in your pussy, your legs wide open. Yeah. I um, had sex on the beach. You had sex yeah. on the beach. We won't even talk about the, all the five cocks all going around oh. in the pool. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. want to talk the about. Synchronized swimming. Yeah. I want to talk about you dancing with Harry. Mm. I did that. Now I had clothes on. Absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful dress. You looked gorgeous. Thank so, you. So we'll just walk us through, we're coming to the end of the show, walk us through the practice with him, the type of person he and, is, and, why and that the insecurities that... Yeah, that, and why that was stepping over your boundaries. Yeah. Well, I had two people walk up to me and say, hey, um, can you dance? That happened to be you guys. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, maybe. And you're like, okay. And David, you just walked off. You didn't even ask permission. You just walked off. And I was like, oh, we are, we are doing this. And, and my can't say no, we went up to Harry and I was so, gosh, I was nervous. I was overwhelmed. I was, uh, almost, I, I So just for those who don't know, Harry is the, the CEO and chairman of Hedonism yes, too. Yes, very. And it's but just, he is part of the guest list, right? He's right, right here partying along with us. Yeah, but it was almost, it was just, I don't know. I don't want to call it starstruck, but kind of starstruck. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get well, it. He's like, okay. here's, here's me, Stephanie, with the owner of the, yeah. of the yeah. property, right? And right. I'm like, oh, so out of all, and I asked him, I said, so out of everybody here, you sure you want me to do this? I mean, I'm... I'm well, I, did he just take one look at you and he said, hell yeah. He, did. <laughs> he was like, yeah, hell yeah. And I was pretty like, okay. sure Harry was looking at her all week. <laughs> I know. He right. was, he's such a gentleman, though. So then he was like, okay, well, meet me tomorrow at four. We're going to rehearse. Okay. So I brought my shoes and I was nervous and I was, I was in the pool practicing. People were practicing with me because I was like, somebody's got to teach me to salsa. I don't know how to do this. I did, but I didn't. And then we had our rehearsal and we rehearsed for just one hour. He kind of went through the steps, but then he sat down with me and he talked to me for about an hour and a half and he just opened up and that was what made it comfortable. And, and then, so he was like, we tried on all these dresses and he was like, I, I like this one. I like that. And it was, it was almost. It was a little nerve-wracking backstage right before, but then it was just like, you know what, it's just Harry. I just watched, I just looked at Harry. So you got on the stage, you're dancing with him, yeah. and we know Harry likes to be with a gorgeous woman who likes to be and get very sexy with him. What was going through your mind when you put it, your hand through his legs and grabbed his crotch? <laughs> I asked permission first. When we were rehearsing, I, I said, is there anything, can I add to this? Is there anything that I can add? Can I do this? And he was like, absolutely. And so we rehearsed it once. We didn't even know that we were going to end that way, and the ending of the show was perfectly timed with the last crotch grab. Right. We were like, we walked in the back. He was like, we did that pretty good. And, I was like, <laughs> and yeah, so he just he was like, thank you. And well, how did you feel when you were done? It was a six-minute dance. It was six minutes. I was, I. I, I don't know. I just was so proud of myself. Well, I got to tell you, we saw that the look on Harry's face. He was in heaven dancing with you. I yeah. mean, he could dance with any of the ECs here, right. and, and but he chose a guest. He chose you. He had so much fun. You could see it in his face. I, I had tears in my eyes. I was so happy for you. Oh, <laughs> Harry wanted me. He came out and he was gonna. He sang that song and he wanted me to dance for him while oh, we were yes, singing. Oh, that's right. But Winston, he said no. no he okay. didn't want anybody to see my dress until I. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's okay. Typical Winston. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. He's he like, likes the, the big factor. reveal. Absolutely. Well, listen, he knows, so yeah, and, it, and it was yeah. spectacular. Yeah. So, exactly. like, it definitely worked out well. Yeah. So, and then we end the think, night. You would think that um, that would be the pinnacle of your evening, but you needed to do a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> I did. Okay, and let's the describe what Stephanie wanting here. to do more. <laughs> let's describe what? the scenario 
of us being in the courtyard. I want you to describe that. Oh, From yeah, let's hear it. Let's well, hear it. Can we, can we, let's talk about <coughs> her going, I like Dave's personality. I think, or why do I keep saying that? <coughs> Dave's personality. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do that. And I said, but you should make him wait a little bit. Make him suffer just a three little days. bit. <laughs> so and she did he did. not ask for it for three days? Yeah. By the oh, end, he yeah. was begging, right? She kept reminding, she kept uh, touching him, and I was like, I was I'm patient. This is so great. I'm patient. But you know what, David <laughs> is patient. I'm yeah. patient. Yeah, maybe you didn't know. All that good he's things up. come to those who wait. Yeah. So we're out in the courtyard, and there's probably 40 or 50 people dancing. The music is blaring. Uh, Stephanie had already taken off her top. Her gorgeous tits were everywhere. She was grinding and Wearing twerking, a little tiny panty set. And doing all that. And um, you know, she comes over to me and she looks up, she gets down on her knees, she looks up at me, she looks over at Carol, she says, is this okay? Looks at me, is this okay? Pulls down my pants and starts deep-throating me. Keep going, Steph. Uh, yeah, and I have serious reservations about just deep-throating in general. I have a very bad gag reflex. I'm working on it. So that's a huge step for me because I don't do that in public because sometimes I do throw up and that's embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I took a huge step outside of my comfort zone and I was like, I'm doing this shit. So you're my first in public. Absolutely, and then of wow. course, it Harry, didn't take Harry's, Harry's there, Harry's hey, there, and now he's over. the spectator. Yeah. He was the show, now he's a spectator. No, no, he's there. My dancer's you know, playing now. What's going on yeah. with that? Steph, Steph <laughs> going, Steph's going, your cock is so hard and so big. And I'm like, Okay, this is a good thing. And she's like, don't get any bigger or harder. <laughs> I can take it all. Yeah. And you know, everybody knows I have an AWC, right? Just an average white cock. And the more she's telling me I'm hard, the harder I'm getting. Yeah. And anyways, it was yeah. just a huge turn on. And yeah. Steph, thank super you so hot. much. It was, was super, so super hot. Everybody was standing there watching. And it was just the gr a great end to an amazing evening. I hope you are you are a different day. person now, right? Yeah. You you broke out of so many different insecurities and shells, and um, it was it was it's just wonderful watching. Thank you for giving me the avenue. I mean, you we're here with you guys, and you guys yeah. provided that avenue, so you guys kind of did it. Well, Absolutely. you guys found that safe space to yeah. explore. Like that's what you can do here at Hito. So I'm glad you had the opportunity yeah. to come here and do that. Final advice, we're at the end of the show. We are at the end of the show. So how about if you let us know what you think is the best way to attack insecurities with the help of your partner? What would be the first step we could someone could do if they have an insecurity? In their own couple without necessarily getting therapists or coaches yeah, involved. Right. Be honest about what your insecurities are and ask yourself, find out, research yourself, explore, find out what they are and talk to your partner about them. Fox did something that I've never seen him do before and we, had, we were working with a couple and he laid her down because she was really insecure and he went over all of her body parts and told her what he saw and let your partner do that. Let, lay down, get naked, let your partner tell them what they see and describe you and that really Helps. That's a great idea. Yeah. All the positives. Yeah. <clears throat> That's yeah. a negative. Just Nothing all the positives. And, and I can't promise you're going to hear something new, but that was the first time I've done that. I've, I've given that advice a second time to another couple. They've done it. We've gotten feedback from the other couple. He did it to her after. And each of the individuals that had that done, they were like, I, I learned something new about my partner and how they saw me, and mm -hmm. I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was just amazing. Sounds was, pretty obvious, but I, I guess yeah. the, the yeah. exercise is worthy. And I'm going to end on one simple note, because we've been talking about being naked yeah. and being on the beach and insecurities about taking off your clothes. And one of the things you can do 
just at home with your partner is walk around the house naked. Exactly. Just yeah. try it. Yeah. You know, go um, greet your partner when they come home with nothing but a trench coat on. <laughs> and just take those little baby steps. Yes. If you're insecure about those little things, take those baby steps. Guys, an amazing show. We're going to absolutely continue our friendship yes. in the oh, yeah. many months and weeks and years to come. Um, just a fantastic show. Stephanie and Fox, thank, thank you. you so much for being here today. Thank you. And to all our listeners, do you, guys want, do you guys want to take a second and tell everybody where they can reach out yes. to? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on our website, kinkycoach.com. That's coach with a K. And all of our social media plugs are there. Um, all of our content's there, all our blogs, etc. Pretty much everything is on the web. Oh, great. And of course, if you miss any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all their information. And you can even contact them directly from there if you have any questions about their work. Absolutely. And today, like we do every week, we are learning more and more from all our sexpert guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolindavid.com. Alrighty, that is the end of another great show with pleasure. And as we do each week, we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And you can join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Hedonism Show. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.